Hello and welcome to another episode of the Matthew Talks About Sport podcast. I am Matthew and today is the AFL season preview special. Uh, the AFL kicks off on uh, Wednesday uh, and I'll be joined by two guests uh, as they talk about the uh, the season. Um, before we get into it though, uh, of course it's important to look back on uh, on what happened uh, last year. Uh, so it was a breakthrough year for the Melbourne Demons, winning their first premiership in 57 years, uh, topping the ladder and going straight through the finals. Port Adelaide came in second and won their qualifying final, but had a bad loss in the prelim. Geelong came third, but uh, dropped out in finals. Disappointing result. Uh, same with Brisbane fourth. The Bulldogs in fifth made it all the way to the grand final before losing. Sydney, GWS and Essendon made up the rest of the top eight. Um, and they didn't look like going too deep in finals. Uh, missing out in the eight, West Coast and Richmond in ninth and twelfth for the uh, first time uh, in a couple of years for both teams. Um, disappointing results for them. Uh, same with St Kilda in 10th, who made finals in 2020. Fremantle in 11th were looking positive. Uh, they're one to watch this year. And then the bottom six are uh, kind of disappointing teams. Carlton, Hawthorne, Adelaide. Um, Gold Coast then in 16th. Collingwood, a massive disappointment. And North Melbourne rounding out the bottom uh, of the ladder. Uh, of course, season starts on Wednesday, like I said. Uh, round one will go through till Sunday. Uh, most rounds will be Friday to Sunday, some will be Thursday to Sunday, uh, but we only actually have the uh, dates and times uh, for rounds one to nine, so up until mid-May. Uh, round one, there is a grand final rematch to kick off the season, Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs. Uh, on the Thursday night, Carlton are playing Richmond. They usually start the season. It's something a bit different this year. Uh, Friday night, first Friday game of the season, St Kilda against Collingwood. Two teams with disappointing results last season. Uh, then on the Saturday, three games. Usually there'll be five if it's Friday to Sunday, four if it's Thursday to Sunday. Uh, Geelong against Essendon, the Arvo. GWS against Sydney, that's at ANZ Stadium. Uh, the Sydney Derby, the Battle of the Bridge, that's the Twilight game. And Brisbane, Port Adelaide at night. Uh, the Sunday games, you have Hawthorne, North Melbourne in the day. Adelaide, Freo at the Twilight and West Coast, Gold Coast at night. Uh, so those are some of the things that's happening in round one, what happened last year. I'm going to cut now to the first interview, uh, which is with someone who's been on the podcast quite a bit. It's, of course, my dad, David. So I'm going to cross to that interview now. Okay, the first person I'm going to interview uh, on today's AFL season preview is uh, my dad, Dave. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Great to be back. Always exciting when the footy season's about to start. Yes, yes, it is. And um, before we get into the broad AFL-wide uh, predictions, you're a Carlton fan. So uh, uh, give us give us your insights into Carlton. How do you reckon they'll go this year? Well, new coach, uh, new assistant coaches, sort of new playing structure. The preseason has been uh, promising. They've uh, knocked over Essendon in an unofficial trial game. They knocked over St Kilda in the official, or oh, the other way around. I can't remember. Um, we won our trial games. 
And I think that was a, a promising start. The, the game style seems to be going pretty well. Uh, obviously, with Sam Walsh getting injured just at the end of preseason, he's going to miss the first month. So it'll be interesting to see how we cover that. But the early signs look promising for Adam Chera and George Hewitt joining Carlton and what they're going to add to the team. And uh, Patrick Cripps has been in fantastic form in the preseason game. So I'm optimistic about how that will go. Uh, so, you know, I'm hoping last year we had eight wins and 14 losses. I'd be very disappointed if we didn't square the ledger this year at 11-11 or even go 12-10 and, and, you know, push for sneaking into the bottom part of the eight. Yeah, right. That's, um, yeah, certainly some positivity around them with the, the fresh new faces. Um, let's hope for their, for, you know, your sake and their sake that it pays off. But now to the uh, broad predictions. Uh, firstly, the, the big one, the million-dollar question, who do you think is going to win the premiership this year? Well, before a ball has bounced, who would know? But Melbourne will probably start favourite just because they're the defending premiers. They've they've sort of said that they're keen to win it this year in front of their fans because they had to play their finals in Perth last year. So they'll be as good a chance as any, but I expect their main competition to come from probably Brisbane and the Western Bulldogs at this stage. But it's hard to tell at this stage, but I'll say Melbourne is my prediction, but that's pretty much based on what happened last year, not on this year. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard to predict who's going to win the premiership because it's all about who's going to make that extra step. And that's, you know, sometimes a bit hard to tell unless you watch every second of every preseason game. And even then it's guesswork. Um, but now to, uh, you know, a bit lower on the ladder, uh, some of the, the middling teams, which teams do you think, uh, or even players, uh, do you think will have a breakout year, climb up the ladder, play really well? Uh, and conversely, which teams do you think will uh, uh, drop down, not be as good, maybe for a player they might be getting a bit old, something like that? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, well, let's go with teams first. I think certainly from last year, I think Richmond are probably going to push back up towards the the top eight again, uh, perhaps even top four. I'd love to see Carlton go from 13th to sort of 7th or 8th. I think Fremantle and St Kilda are chances uh, to push into the eight. The teams that I think, I fear for Geelong, I'm not predicting that they are going to fall. I'm just sort of nervous that they're getting very close to the cliff and I just feel for them. Uh, or I fear for them. Uh, West Coast, I think, are probably going to... I know they finished ninth, but I expect that they might finish bottom four this year and go right down. And uh, I think Essendon will probably be competitive again. It'll be interesting to see how Collingwood bounce after their very disappointing year last year, but there's been nothing in the preseason to suggest it's going to be a big bounce at this stage. So... I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold out too much hope for them at the moment. But certainly, you know, St Kilda, Fremantle, Richmond, Carlton are the teams I expect that will be pushing towards top eight. And I fear for Geelong and I think West Coast will definitely fall. Yeah, okay. Yeah, those are quite a lot of teams. You know, a lot of, particularly the Western teams, I feel like there's a lot of hype around Fremantle and a lot of kind of uh, dread for what could be in place for West Coast. Um 
it's going to be hard to tell with those teams because they haven't played anyone else. We just know Frio's smashed West Coast in trial games, but who knows what's going to happen, you know, once they come up against uh, other teams. Uh, next up, uh, focusing on individuals, um, the Brownlow Medal, the the biggest award uh, in the country, and I might also throw a, a Coleman Medal prediction in there on you. Yeah, so the Brownlow Medal is the best and fairest award for the season. So uh, I think Marcus Bontempelli probably rightly starts favourite for that. Uh, he'll get good competition from a couple of his Bulldogs teammates. Uh, from Melbourne, you know, Clayton Oliver, Christian Petrarca, uh, they're going to be the standout sort of contenders, I think. Uh, if Patrick Cripps can maintain his pre-season form, then he's going to push right back up into Brownlow contention. I'm not sure Sam Walsh, if he misses the first four weeks, will be able to get up high enough from a Carlton point of view. Uh, I think they're your likely contenders for the Brownlow. Ollie Wines, obviously, is the defender, the defending champion, I guess, is the, the right phrase. So, you know, he'll be there or thereabouts. Uh, people seem to think that Isaac Heaney is ready for a big breakout season at the Swans. So he's got the blonde locks that might capture the umpire's attention. So he's likely to kick a few goals. So, you know, he might be one to watch out for as well. Mm, yeah. And uh, what about for the uh, – sorry, I know I'm springing this on you, but what do you think for the uh, the Coleman medal? The Coleman medal? Well – uh, my beloved Harry Mackay from Carlton, he, he won it last year and I think he's as good a chance as any. But you think through the, the competition, uh, you know, Geelong have got Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins that, that will contend for it. Uh, I'm just looking down through the list here. But then, um, I don't really know... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll go Harry Mackay as my prediction. Defending. Yeah. Defender. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And uh, I think if Carlton are going to go up the ladder, he's going to have to kick a, a few more goals. And um, I, I think Charlie Kerno's gone down with injury again. So that'll mean Mackay will definitely be the number one uh, rather than kind of fighting for goals with Kerno, like Hawkins and Cameron will be. Um, next up, though, focusing on round one specifically, what do you think of the the big games to watch that are uh, you know the the fans will flock to and you should you know flick over to your TV when when they happen? Well, the very first game of the season is this coming Wednesday night, and it's a grand final replay: Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs. That'll be huge. Uh, it'll be at the MCG. They're expecting a massive crowd for that, and so. Oh, and there's always excitement around the first game of the year and the fact that it's a grand final replay, which is the first time since 2009 that they've done that. Uh, that'll be must, must watch uh, on the must watch list. Carlton Richmond Thursday night. I've got a personal interest in that game, obviously. Uh, it's the traditional season opener. Uh, Richmond have actually won that game since 2013. So uh, every year since 2013, Carlton have started the year with two losses at least. And I'm hoping this year they change that and uh, they break it. They also haven't beaten Richmond since 2013, so in the semifinals. So I think it's our time. And so I think the Carlton-Richmond game on, on Thursday night's worth watching. 
Uh, two other games, I think, on Saturday that are really worth keeping an eye on. Uh, the Brisbane-Port Adelaide game, uh, I think there's two potential top four teams playing against each other there, so that'll just be a quality outfit. Last year in round one, Brisbane were upset by the Sydney Swans on their home deck, and that kind of set a tone for them for early in the season, so they'll be keen to, to start on a winning way, but Port will also be keen to bounce back after their uh, uh, heavy defeat in the preliminary final last year. And the other game, of course, to keep your eye on is the Sydney uh, Battle of the Bridge between the GWS Giants and the Sydney Swans. And the main reason for that is that uh, Lance Franklin is five goals away from kicking a 1,000, and so it might happen. So it's worth keeping an eye on that game as well. Yeah, yeah, those are some great games you've thrown up there. Good uh, four. Hopefully those are the four on free-to-air TV, but I don't uh, know exactly how that's going to work out. Um, next up, the top four prediction. Uh you mentioned a few teams early in your Premier predictions, but who do you think will be the teams that make up the top four this year? I think Melbourne and Brisbane are going to be top four. I think Port Adelaide are a strong chance. I think uh, Richmond are a chance. Geelong are a chance. Uh, and the Giants and the Swans, I just don't know if I'm prepared to predict that they'll make the top four, but they could, you know, one of those teams could give it a shake. Uh, yeah, that's my prediction at the moment. Okay, thanks for that. And uh, lastly, uh, the the dreaded uh, question, um, which team do you think will win or rather lose their way uh, to the Wooden Spoon this year and uh, come last? Yeah, I fear for West Coast, and I mean it's hard. It's hard to see the teams from last year. So your North Melbourne, Collingwood, Adelaide. They're. I'm not sure that any of them are going to rebound strongly up the ladder. So they might find themselves, you know, competing in the bottom four. It'll be interesting to see how Gold Coast go this year. Uh, but I'm going to make a bold suggestion of west coast for the wooden spoon yeah i think um i heard somewhere that west australian bookies are giving west coast pretty good odds to get the wooden spoon so i don't think there's a lot of optimism coming from over there and um of course we know from i think it was 2010 they won their last wooden spoon when they drop they drop hard they will they will go to the bottom two or three but then in a couple of years they'll probably be back in the top four um, but yeah. that's going to... They did that early in the 2000s as well. They've got, they've got history of doing that. So I think yeah. if they're going to fall, they'll fall hard and then bounce back pretty quick. But yeah, this could be their fall hard year. Yeah, but that's going to bring us to the end of this interview, this AFL preview. Uh, do you have any final comments regarding the season coming up? No, like I said before, it's just uh, it's, it's a great time of year. Everyone's full of optimism because no one's lost their first game yet. So we go in with great hope and and, and excitement and anticipation for what's going to come and uh, look forward to some great games over the next few months. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for joining me. It's been a pleasure to have you on and I'm going to cut back uh, to me talking now. Well, thanks for doing uh, that interview, uh, Dad. It was great to have you on. And uh, 
now I'm going to talk about uh, some of the, the big events that are that will happen throughout the whole season, not just round one. Um, so the first thing of note, round five is the Easter weekend game. Uh, North Melbourne play the Bulldogs on Good Friday and Geelong play Hawthorne on Easter Monday. Those are some, you know, kind of big games to look out for. And then the next round is, of course, Anzac Day, round six. Um, Richmond and Melbourne play each other on Anzac Eve, the Sunday night. And Essendon will play Collingwood at the MCG in front of what will probably be a big 90,000 crowd. Um, Next up is the uh, Queen's Birthday weekend. Uh, Collingwood and Melbourne play each other on the Queen's Birthday. Um, And that'll be on Monday the 13th of June. Um, the rest of the round, we don't know who's playing who when. Um, of course, the other uh, big uh, factor in the season is the uh, buy rounds. Uh, they often have uh, quite an effect on the season. So the buy rounds, uh, it starts in round 12 and goes through to round 14. So each team will have one week off out of those three. Uh, The regular season is due to finish on the 21st of August uh, and then the finals will play through uh, until September and the grand final uh, will be on, uh, should be around the 25th of September, Um, it's, uh, yeah, the 24th, uh, looking like it's going to be. which is quite an early uh, grand final. It's usually in the last weeks, so that 24th to 30th uh, range. Of course, uh, the other thing that's important to note are some of the um, teams to look out for, um, or, you know, teams that have had a, a big off-season. Uh, so firstly, Carlton, Collingwood uh, and Hawthorne all have new coaches. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how their seasons play out, how those coaches adapt to the to the situations. Um, Collingwood's coach uh, is Craig McRae. Carlson's is Michael Voss. Hawthorne's is Sam Mitchell. Um, so that'll be, you know, interesting to look out for those teams. Uh, it was a pretty quiet uh, off-season in terms of trading players. There weren't too many things. A lot of Ruckman switched clubs, and they can often be surprising second chances. Uh, so Tom Hickey of the Sydney Swans last year was one of their best players, um, one of the recruits of the year. He was at his fourth club. Uh, so kind of the Rucks, you know, John Segler to Geelong, Darcy Fort to Brisbane. I think Max Lynch went to Hawthorne. That'll be interesting. Uh, the new draft picks uh, for Adelaide, there was Jason Horn francis and Collingwood Nick Dacos. Uh, sorry, Jason Horn francis went to North Melbourne. Adelaide had Josh Rochelle. Um, there's some plays to look out for uh, as it's, it'll be their first year. Um, similar to the NRL section, I'm going to talk about some of the you know tips for fantasy. Uh, again, I am not that much of an expert, but I do play the game, so I'll talk about it. Um, like with NRL, I like a guns and rookies approach. Uh, someone like, uh, you know, so you have your, your big players, your Jack Steeles, Jack McRae, uh, Brody Grundy, Lockie Neal, those sorts of players. 
uh, who'll get you a lot of points. Um, and then it's all about the bargains. So, you know, Tyson Stengel, uh, Cam Rayner, uh, Sam DeConing of Geelong, Sam Hayes of Port Adelaide, uh, Greg Clark over in West Coast. He's he's looking good in the preseason, as is Pat Paddy Cripps of, uh, of Carlton. So those are some players to look out for that I have in my team. Uh, of course, if you don't play fantasy, that's your prerogative, but I quite enjoy it. Um, so uh, I might mention it a bit throughout the season. Um, of course, the other uh, big event in the AFL is the Brownlow Medal Night. Uh, that will be the, mon- uh, the I think the last couple of years, it's been the Sunday before the grand final. Um so that'll be the 18th or 19th of September. Um, uh, it is also worth uh, mentioning, uh, Dad mentioned in his interview earlier that uh, he thinks the umpires will notice Isaac Heaney's uh, hair in the Brownlow. Uh, it, there's actually uh, a book called Footballistics by James Coventry. Uh, kind of s- talks about weird statistics in AFL. And one of the things was the hair colour uh, correlation to Brownlow medal votes, and uh, people with uh, blonde hair actually do quite well. Uh, they get the second most amount of Brownlow votes on average. Uh, top is bald or shaved, uh, then blonde. Uh, in third is a, is a light brown. Fourth is black. Fifth is just regular brown. Um, oh, I've missed players wearing a helmet there, sorry, they are, they are in behind blonde, so they're third, you can bump the rest or down one, and then, uh, coming in last for Brownlow medal vote, sorry to these, uh, these people, but it's redheads, um, the AFL umpires just don't like you, I guess, but, uh, next up, uh, to be interviewed is a guest who hasn't been on the podcast before, uh, she is uh, a relative of mine. Uh, she's a Mad Hawthorne supporter. It is my auntie uh, named Wendy. So uh, I'm going to cut to that interview now. Uh, the next guest previewer that I'm going to interview is my auntie Wendy, who's joining the show for the first time. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. Why, thank you very much. I was very honoured to be asked. Yes. And um, you're a Hawthorne fan, of course. So the first, um, so the sorry, first, my word, I am. Yes. So the uh, the first question is, um, how do you think Hawthorne's going to go this season? What have what have you thought of them so far? I and here I was thinking you were going to ask me why did I go for Hawthorne. Can I answer that question as well? Sure, go ahead. I started going for Hawthorne in 1986 when they beat Carlton in the grand final. And that made my brother sad, so therefore it made me happy. Just saying. Um, how do, I don't know. Hawthorne is a surprise packet this year. With the new coach that, you know, wasn't handled well at the end of last year, I think we've got a good, I'm seeing lots of promise with Josh Ward, who was one of our top tray, our picks in the draft. Um, so... I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just going to be a wait and see for Hawthorne this year. I I really don't know how to predict which way it'll go. Yeah, new coaches are always difficult. For, for some, it can always be optimistic. And then for others, it's, oh, they, they're not that good and we're bottoming out. So it's just, you know, where's 
Sam Mitchell going to fit on that? It is his first AFL coaching job. He's been the VFL system, but I think it's common to find with players when uh, they go into coaching their first stint sometimes can be a bit shaky, but then occasionally you get a Kevin Sheedy who went to Essendon and won four premierships and was there for 25 years. Uh, but now we're going to... Expectations seem to be low of everybody else. So, you know, I can only go, they can go up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now we're going to move into the broad predictions for the whole competition. Firstly, uh, the big one, the, the the big question on everyone's lips, who do you think will win the premiership this year? I am suggesting Brisbane. Hmm. Brisbane have been at the top for a long time. I've recently been reading a book by Sean Bergloin and just reading how, you know, the teams often get up the top and then have a few seasons of working out how to play in finals and they finally won a final or two last year. So I've got high hopes for Brisbane. Yeah, they're. I think they're one of the two teams that are already in finals that are getting a lot of hype. I think them and Melbourne in particular are getting quite a lot of hype. Um, there's obviously other teams, but they haven't quite proven themselves yet. But Brisbane, um, they've been a good third place team the last couple of years. They've played six finals, all of them against the green finalists um, in the last three years. So it's, you know, will this year, will they be one of the green finalists that, you know, can make that extra step? Um Next up, though, uh, in terms of teams, obviously what goes up must come down. Some teams are going to move around on the ladder. Uh, who do you think will be the teams that are jump up a few places or conversely drop down a few this year? Well, for the riser, I actually, my brother would be happy. I put Carlton. Mm. They've got a uh, new coach, yes, but a coach that it's his second go at being a coach. So I reckon he's learnt a fair bit. Um, so that's where I've put them as the riser. And for the faller, you know, it could be wishful thinking, but I put Collingwood. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. You know, it could be, you know, they're an unknown quantity again at the moment with a new coach, but. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with them much last year. So, yeah, as I say, though, it could be wishful thinking and that could be part of my motive. Who knows? Yeah, I think Collingwood falling for just about everyone would be uh, wishful thinking, but certainly for last year there was some truth to it. So hopefully they can, (laughs) for for the sake of everyone else, hopefully they will uh, stay down that end of the ladder. Uh, Next up, looking uh, away from teams towards individuals, uh, and in particular, the Brownlow medal, and uh, I forgot to write in the notes, but also the Coleman medal. Um, who do you think will be the players who win those awards this year? Oh, you've got me stuck on the Coleman. I didn't do any research on the Coleman. Um, oh, there is a Carlton dude, though. I can't think of his name. Harry Mackay. Oh, really? That's not who I was thinking of. Charlie anyway, Turno, one of them. Yeah, maybe them. I honestly don't know. The Brownlow, all I can say is it'll be a midfielder because they're the only ever ones that win them in the last 15 years. Um, I can go yay for Tom Mitchell because he should be back and fighting hard. 
I know a lot of people are thinking Mark, Marcus, Bont um, what's his name, Mr. Bontepelli. Um, I don't know. I can never prick the, pick the Brownlow. I'm useless at it. Yeah. That and one. The Brownlow is also a bit of a funny one because when you look back on it, it's like, yeah, it kind of makes sense they were going to have a breakout year. Like you look at Ollie Wines last year, it's like, yeah, he was in and around it. And that, that makes sense. Lockie Neal the year before. But looking without hindsight is really difficult for who's going to win because there's very 700 players in the comp, 800 players. Who's going to be that one who just goes berserk for a year? And then sometimes you'll have players like Clayton Oliver who went berserk, but so did Christian Petrarca, just took votes away. And, um, exactly. you know, yeah, some issues so there. Work. Sometimes it's not the uh, champion team of the year because... They have several champions, and as you say, they steal points from each other. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Next up, uh, we're going to hone in on round one. Uh, what do you think um, of the the big games to watch there? The must see TV uh, when that's on. I've chosen two at the moment. I think the obvious one is the uh, grand final replay, which happens to be the first game. Um, so it's always interesting to see the fight back of um, the losing team. So um, that'll be an interesting one. The other one I picked was the Sydney Derby. Um, and, you know, a Derby's always good fun. I think those teams are more equally matched these days. Um, and I guess Buddy's going to one day have to reach his thousandth goal. So it'd be kind of nice if it happened at that for, you know, um, romantic states but uh apart from that yeah i just thought that'd be an interesting game to watch yeah i reckon those two uh speak for themselves and uh i think my wishful thinking is that buddy gets his thousandth goal against gws so he doesn't get it against geelong in week two that's uh my train of thought going into that oh, game but it could go back it could go both ways nephew because yeah. if they do wait until geelong all the hype will be around that and they'll waste all their emotional energy and they'll have nothing left when he kicks it and they yeah. might lose by Yeah, that yeah, like you say, it goes both ways. Who knows? That's I hope for his sake he gets it, but he does also he has played for the two teams I like least. So um I kinda hope he doesn't. Um <laughs> <laughs> Next up, though, we're going to go back to the, the teams and the top four. Uh, you mentioned Brisbane earlier as your premier prediction. Who do you think will be the other teams up there and fighting for it? Okay, in no particular order. And uh, some of them are potentially wishful thinking. Um, Brisbane, Saints, Port and Dogs, I put. Yeah, so there's... The Saints are due. Yeah, Saints Saints coming from outside the eight. Um, I think they're one of a couple of contenders to be that team that shocks everyone and comes in the top four. You know, Melbourne last year, okay. Brisbane a couple of years before. And the trend that I tend to see is that they'll that team will make finals, drop, and then come back bigger and better. And the Saints two years ago, they made finals. They came ninth last year. Are they ready to come back bigger and better? You're saying they are. Uh, Port Adelaide, of course, uh, made the top four last year. Disappointing prelim result. 
Bulldogs didn't make top four but made the grand final, so basically top four, another interesting one. And Brisbane, of course, your premier prediction, we spoke about them earlier. Um, and I have no reason for not including Melbourne. I think it's more that sometimes you, have, you haven't won a premiership for such a long time, you often then drop a bit. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? The premiership hangover. Um, yeah. Yeah. The last point we're going to talk about is the uh, the dreaded one. I'm finishing on a bit of a downer. Uh, the wooden spoon. Which team do you think will uh, disappoint their fans and uh, take out the, the the worst prize in the AFL? Well, I think finally North Melbourne will move away from the bottom. Um, Please, may they move away from the bottom. And, you know, it could be, again, my wishful thinking, but I'd love it to be Collingwood. Yeah, yep, so would I. And um, it's potential. Yeah, they they had an interesting uh, pre-season. I think, I can't remember which way around it was in the practice game, but they played against Hawthorne and one team smashed the other. But then when they played the reserves teams, the other teams smashed them. So it's going to be interesting to see if um, – I think Collingwood was smashing in the first half, but it'll be interesting to see this, um, if the depth is there. And I think they're also relying on young kids. Um, so the, the young Dacos boy, he's he's meant to they've be – got high hopes for that man. Yeah, he's meant to be their best player this year. And it's like, well, he's in his first year. You know, you can't expect him to do everything. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he turns out. But that's going to bring us to the end of the interview. So do you have any uh, final closing comments? I can't believe the season starts next week. That's my final comment. It's yeah. come around so quick and uh, not sure my dog will survive it. Okay, thanks for doing that interview, uh, Wendy. It was great to have you on. Uh, next up, I'm going to talk about some of my predictions for the season ahead. So firstly, like NRL, I'm doing a full ladder predictor. Um, I tried to be a bit uh, more mathematical with this one. I know that often uh, there's two teams uh, who drop out of the top eight, two teams drop out of the top four uh, at least. And I know one team from the top four usually misses finals and a team that missed finals usually goes into the top four. So I tried to be a bit scientific with it, but here goes. Uh, I picked Melbourne and Brisbane as the top two teams. I just think they're too good, uh, both with experience. They're looking, they're looking nice. They're in great form. Fremantle is a shock team rising up into the top four and Sydney are just coming under them in fourth. I uh, have Geelong in fifth, um, could go deep in finals. Um, we'll probably have a decent season, but ultimately miss out again. Unfortunately for me, they're, of course, my team. Uh, I then have GWS, the Bulldogs, and Carlton making up the rest of the top eight. GWS and Bulldogs obviously both made it last year. Bit disappointing the way the Bulldogs season ended. 70-point loss in a green final. GWS losing to Geelong. Carlton, first time in final since 2013, I'm predicting. Uh, then I have St Kilda in ninth. There, I, I just I want them to succeed. I feel like they could be a team to bounce back, but I'm just not seeing it from them. Um, in tenth, I have Port Adelaide, and I know if any Port Adelaide fan is listening to this, they're going to be so mad. Uh, though, but 
I mean, just a big loss in a final last year. They're a bit disappointing. They just, they look shot. They look worried. They look just sad from the loss. Uh, Next up, I'm predicting Essendon. I just, I feel like they should make it, but I can't find a space for them. Uh, Then Richmond, I feel like their best is behind them. Uh, Then I have Adelaide, North Melbourne and Gold Coast, who are both all teams who have done all right recently, not the best. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of bottom four finishes for them, but I, I see some improvement. Uh, Collingwood then in 16th and Hawthorne in 17th. Um, I don't think either of those two teams have had a particularly good preseason. And then I'm making a big call, West Coast Eagles, to come last. Like I was saying to my dad, uh, when they bottom out, they really bottom out. Uh, for the Brownlow medal, I, I really don't know. I'm going to pick a player from a team around the bottom of the eight or just missing finals because those players tend to do well because they might have a really good season, but there's no one to take votes off them. So I'm going to guess up. Uh, I'm going to go Patrick Cripps of Carlton based on pre-season. I think, I think Sam Walsh could do it, but just because of the injury, Cripps had a better pre-season. I'm going with Cripper. Um, so those are my predictions. I reckon for a game to watch round one, I mean, Melbourne Doggies speaks for itself. Carlton, Richmond, GWS, Sydney, big rivalry. And of course, Geelong and Essendon are playing in the country match. Um, I do have a bit of a gripe with the AFL for this one because Geelong is the only team in the AFL that plays in the country and they're forcing them to play a home game in the city, which seems a bit weird for a country match. Surely you'd want to go more country rather than into the big smoke but anyway um yeah that's those are my predictions let me know your predictions in the comments or whatever you can do with podcasts i probably should know that uh, remember to follow like share tell a mate about it or all that stuff that you do um and uh yeah keep clicking back to the matthew talks about sport podcast